0: Is this normal? It's probably nothing serious. Maybe I'll feel better tomorrow.
1: Emergency symptoms can be good at hiding. That's why you shouldn't ignore symptoms like chest pain, high fever, trouble breathing, or severe stomach pain. They could be a medical emergency in disguise. Thankfully, an Eastside ER is ready to serve you 24-7 with fast wait times and dedicated ER experts so we can quickly help turn your questions into answers. Visit eastsidemedical.com.
0: Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett studio inside the Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. It's time for Gwinnett Business Radio. Gwinnett Business Radio is cared for by Eastside Medical Center, providing quality care to Gwinnett County and the greater Atlanta area for over 38 years. And greetings and salutations everybody. This is Stephen Julian. Welcome to another award-winning edition of Gwinnett Business Radio live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studios inside the beautiful Atlanta Sonesta Gwinnett Place Hotel. As I said, I'm Stephen Julian. I'm your host for this morning, and I am thrilled to be joined by Amanda Pierce.
1: Good morning, everybody.
0: How are you doing?
1: I'm doing well. How are you today, Stephen? I'm Steven?
0: doing very well. You are, uh, you are adjusting well to your new role as uh, Director of Sales and Marketing for Business Radio X Gwinnett Studios, correct?
1: I am enjoying it very much.
0: A- and you're enjoying it so much and you're doing so well, we have guests here today that were basically invited by you.
1: Wonderful. I can't wait to talk to them.
0: Well That's good because you've already talked to them. Now you're going to talk to them on the air. So we are uh, thrilled to welcome Raj Verma from Go Procure and Russ Holland from Trez Foreman. Uh, we're going to
2: start with Raj. Raj Verma, Go Procure. Welcome to the studio. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Amanda. I really appreciate you uh, taking time to have me on. You know, been a loyal listener for a while and uh, very honored to be here today.
0: So, Go Procure. I kind of know what the word procure means, but I'm going to listen to the expert tell me all about the company and what you guys do. <laughs> well,
2: let's go find that expert. Yeah. So <laughs>
0: when we find him, we'll bring him in and he'll procure, take your place. <laughs> exactly.
2: Procure is exactly what it sounds like. You know, you go and procure goods and services, and which you all do every single day going online and making purchases, whether you're doing it at home or you're doing it in your company. So go procure is a sourcing and procurement software and services firm, ironically based in Gwinnett all the things you know we go all over the country but we're based here locally main focus very easy focus on cost savings compliance and helping the market with their supply chain now more than ever traditionally people work with a number of suppliers no matter how large they are Whether they're a fortune five company down to a mid-market and they need top quality suppliers for innovative products and services that are getting out but then they also have to drive out costs so we work with their cpos their heads of supply chain and their cfo both in the Fortune 5 as well as the mid-market.
0: So I think sometimes when uh, when the word procure came into my mind, I was thinking of, oh, we're going to find the best deal on pencils, let's say, or widgets or what, you know. In the economics class, it's always the widgets. It sounds like it is so much more than we're just finding you the best price. You're really kind of talking about the entire supply chain and just everything that could be about
2: procuring stuff. You mentioned the main word, widget. It's, yeah. yeah. You know, but you've you nailed it. You, yeah. you took that supply chain class 101, I did. right? We were there. But it starts there, right? So I think the basic focus, you know, if anybody's taken a basic economics class is once you realize you can't do everything, you, are, you don't have the core to make all your products or services. You have to get a supplier or strategic partners. Okay. Then as you grow as an organization, your marketing, your advertising, your janitorial, your IT, your facilities management, you give it to companies that do those well. Mm-hmm. Finally, you grow to a point that you want competition. So you're dealing with compliance, competition. You're dealing with global footprint reach. You're dealing with financial risk. So all those things, to your point, are incorporated and traditionally, companies can do that to some point, but just like anything else, they try to remain agile, so they need to go ahead and find an expert. I've spent about 25 years in this field, cut my teeth at a Fortune 5 driving, procurement, and sourcing. So we are a number of ex-corporate guys that help build this organization.
1: And you know all the experts. I know all the experts. You know all the
0: experts. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess one other question that popped into my head. We're Gwinnett Business Radio. We're listened to by a lot of business owners in the Gwinnett area, but also around the country and you work around the country, it sounds like what you're doing can definitely be used by some of the big boys. Talk to some of the small business owners, because I'm wondering if they're thinking, wow, that's out of my league. That's too expensive. They, they only work with bigger companies.
2: No, that's a great question. So think about it this way, because I have a platform. We have a platform with three billion products and services on there. Just think about that three billion products and services dynamic billion on- with a B, B. B. with a wow. B, right? <laughs> like that TV show. Yeah, yeah. So the idea there is it's an open marketplace, five thousand different markets that currently exist, and I'm able to add small mom and pop suppliers, mid market, so they're actually gaining revenue. They can put their products and services on there. They can put their pricing on there. They can put their Janet, whatever services they offer, they can put on our platform. And then they're able to work business to business with the Fortune 5s and the large mid market companies and generate revenue. And their cost of sale and cost of goods has gone down because it's direct business for them.
1: Wow. And to that point, would you mind describing your software platform?
2: Yeah. So, and then, you know, just to make it easy for everybody, everybody has gone online and purchased something. And if you haven't, okay, you know, maybe there's some Amish business listeners listening right now. Everybody has Amazon Prime. Everybody has. So think about it that way. That's a great example, man. So Amazon Prime is very good for the business to consumer. It is not a business to business platform. Amen. Because when you work in the business to business, you have fiduciary risk. You have financial supplier risk. You have to have controls. You have cost centers. You have reporting. All those things if anybody's worked in a large company. So we are the provider that does that. We do, if you think about it that way, we provide that whole enterprise to the corporate so that they can have that same level of going to a cart, they want to buy you know, bottles of water, they want to buy laptops, they want to buy whatever supplies. It's convenient. It's very convenient. And the other thing that we've differentiated ourselves in the market, because there's a lot of the large companies, I won't even mention the name in the Silicon Valley, that are they focus on products, but we've also added services. So if you want to do any services, if all of a sudden you need what to do kind? landscaping, janitorial, catering, IT services, marketing, everything that exists that a company buys from a services standpoint, we do. And we can offer 24 by 7 support.
0: We're speaking with Raj Verma. He is with uh, Go Procure. And uh, he's been talking about his software platform, talking about bringing goods and services uh, in the business market. And I, I loved the answer, to your, the answer you gave to the question of, How can the small business owner help? I was thinking of the small business owner who needs to procure some things. And I like how you brought it. Get them on the platform. Get more sales for themselves. So let me ask this question. Uh, You talked about Amazon being more business to consumer. What does the marketplace look like? I'm, I'm assuming you're not the only one who does what you do, but I'm also assuming you do it better than most everybody else. So hey, you would assume right now. <laughs> I, I would. I would. I, so, I like so, make good assumptions. So if
2: we take a look at the marketplace, it's, like, it's a unique thing. And you, the names I'm going to mention, you guys are very familiar with. About 20 years ago, the whole ERPs of Oracle and SAP, two massive companies, have taken over. And then... After that, you know, companies purchase and Oracle and SAP, Ariba got into that space and they always focus on very strategic buys. So if I'm a car company, I'm buying steel. If I'm, you know, I happen to be GE, I'm buying turbines, I'm buying, so they focus on almost 80% of their key spend, which is very strategic on the direct side and maybe their largest IT vendors, they put it in these large solutions. But what ends up happening with any company, and you guys have all done this when you want to buy something, is maybe that system is slow, maybe they've not updated their pricing, maybe the pricing is stale, there's not the supplier I want. What does John Doe do over at maybe Home Depot? He'll pick up the phone and call his friend down the street to get that service. And so we're trying to add compliance for people who are going around the process, not on purpose, but because it's not efficient. So right now about 20% of a company's spend is not done out of their strategic system, their, their Oracle, SAP, or Reba. it's done outside. So for the large companies, we address 20% of their spend, and that's traditionally almost 90% of their supply base. Think about that. 90% of their supply base, 90% of those invoices are with suppliers that they haven't gone through and strategically sourced. Yeah. So there is a huge market for it. Now, I've been in this space on the other side in corporate America for a long time, and we partner with a lot of the names i mentioned and they decided not to get in this space right now but i'm sure eventually they will so right now it's a green field for us okay. we're lucky we're first mover you are trend so setting we're trend setting so we're learning through through the- and, and
0: and the trend that you're setting is how many different goods and services the billion with a b and, and the services as well as goods because i'm sure that's unique
2: yeah it is unique and the other thing that we've tried to do because the ever-changing demographics in this country is there's under uh demographics that traditionally women-owned businesses vet-owned businesses mm-hmm. minority businesses that may not have a capital to get to that far reach we're helping mentor them get them on our platform so they can get business as well and grow as organizations
1: that's phenomenal yeah so
0: it's this nice green trend-setting place. I, I dare to ask. Are what, you really going to dare? Well,
1: uh, truth or dare. Uh, truth.
0: Or well, let me ask. Okay, okay before nope. I ask that daring question, let me ask this question: Who are you trying to talk to right now? Obviously, you're on <laughs> Business Radio X kind of broadcast. I-, I always am cautious of, and I don't think your answer would be anybody. But with a no, with it's, it's, billions it's, with a B, there's a lot. It, it, it's but specific to narrow focus your yeah. Yeah, yeah my
2: target market so if you take a look at the large companies they traditionally have a chief financial officer and chief procurement officer the buck stops with them. They're the, they're the ones that are going to make the decision because even though this sounds easy and it is, they're the ones that have to have an initiative as they go into the year. So the top thousand largest companies, those are the people we work with. The mid-market companies, they may not traditionally have a chief procurement officer, so it's the head of supply chain, the head of operations, or it could still be a CFO. And then for the suppliers that want to work, it, it's their CEO or their head of revenue. It can be any company under $100 million or under you know, $10 million that wants to get their products or services out there. They might be making the widgets you talked about earlier. And they yeah. won't, they, somebody's making a bright red r- widget that works faster than anybody else, and they want to get it out there. We have the ability of getting it out there for them.
0: One of these days, I'm going to find out what the widget is. What a does. widget is. Yeah, you don't know? What it, does. it does whatever I'll I will it you. I'll send right?
2: you a link after the show.
0: <laughs> All right, so here's my daring question. This, here's this trend-setting huge green area that you guys are, are moving into and plowing. Can you look 2 3 years in the future? Can you look 5 years what do you see moving forward for
2: GoProcure? So I've tried to look 2 3 years in the future and the lottery tickets I usually buy don't work. <laughs> so,
1: so You got to look <laughs> in the crystal ball, Raj. Yeah, exactly.
2: Thankfully
0: that's not the only thing you're looking at no, in the no,
2: future. No, but things are changing. You know, we're cost savings will always and sa- and compliance and visibility will always for the large companies be an issue. You know, without getting into the environmental political ramifications of what's going on, you know, when you take a look at tariffs and these types of things, they do have an impact of where things are going to be bought, where things are going to be supplied for. Them. So we pay attention to that. But I, I still think that the maturity curve of what we're looking at over the next two, three years gives us a window to stay in this space. But I think from three years from now, there will probably be a, you know, Gartner or Forrester or somebody else who does an evaluation of this space will see at least 10 other providers in there. I mean, it's a, that strong of a green field
0: and and i would imagine one of the challenges is you are this uh software platform that can help people go through compliance and find uh their supply chain to be more efficient more effective cost savings all that those are all very important and at the same time you got to vet the people that come you got to provide good service right it's uh, it's not just the reason amazon is amazon is not just because they have everything but they've done it so well. They've oh. done, not perfect, but they've done it well, right?
2: Oh, they, without a doubt. Quality service has to be there. And along with our platform, traditionally, some firms may come to us and go, well, we want you to do the strategic side. So we do strategic sourcing. So, you know, and I don't want to leave that off. So that's where we'd come in and source everything. I have a couple of companies that have given us Fortune 5s have given us everything that they buy. So it's not only what's going to the platform. So we're helping them with that side. And then, to your point, to provide that additional service, it's taken us to some companies that traditionally can't figure it out. So we are offer that advisory and consulting support as well.
0: Man, it's almost like a one-stop shop. Yeah, one-stop shop. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, so, and uh, uh, you're you're helping the people who want to be on the supply chain. You're helping the people who are trying to buy the supplies. It, it, you, it's a good intermediary. All it's the while, saving counselor. money. Saving money.
1: That's very important. Saving
0: money and being more efficient and dealing with compliance. Yep. Which, you, so you said. So, a lot of companies are currently doing some things out of compliance that they shouldn't be. We're not, I, we're mean, not pointing I, gotta, fingers. I gotta be very careful. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, I let's, said just, that, not so Raj. let's say
2: they, let's put it this way in positive terms their in- compliance program can improve, How, right? That's a great
1: way. It's to an say opportunity. It. It's, an, it's an opportunity. I like oh. that well So, done.
2: it's not out of a fault of anybody not meeting regulatory demands or following compliance that's set by their own company or by the fed or the state what ends up happening inevitably is that people you know just like water will find the easiest path and so we're just there to offer something that's going to help them audit their program better i love it
0: okay uh raj I, I i'm imagining there are some people that have listened to this interview they've already gone and googled your name but for those people who want to get some kind of contact with go procure how do they get a hold of you guys
2: well, I hope they're Googling GoProcure and not my name because <laughs> I don't know what might be coming up these days. <laughs> Tell us let, the yeah, website. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Go to www.goprocure.com, and that's the best place. We're on LinkedIn. We're on Twitter. If the you website, have
1: an email address, or a telephone number that you dare to share. You're welcome oh, to do so. Oh my
2: goodness! So, okay. she laid down the challenge. Wow! If you
0: dare to share.
2: Well, let me ask it this so, way:
1: I'll give you an out. I'll give you an no, out. No,
2: no, no. Oh, oh, okay. He's going to take this. Uh, I will take the bait. All right. So, give
1: your admin's uh, email. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we'll we'll stay we'll stay with ww.goprocure.com but if somebody is in the next 60 to 90 days in a pressing issue rverma verma at goprocure.com very good All right.
0: And I would imagine at GoProcure.com there is a contact us. There's a There's, yes, a, there's there, an easy way. To there get, is. my, and my CMO
2: and is listening, so she's like, "Don't mention me." But don't give my here. phone number. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I do have to say really quickly um, the unique manner in which Raj and I had a chance to meet. Please, you want to tell him or should I?
2: You can tell them. Yeah. Tell
1: him where we met. We met in the end zone. At the Mercedes-Benz Stadium during the FinTech convention about two weeks ago, yeah.
2: Yeah, I was walking by. She thought she was a defensive back and tackled me in the corner <laughs> of the end zone. My papers right were scattered on everywhere. His she tail. She yeah. is the
0: head of sales and marketing. Yeah, yeah. So
2: that's like, like that. Had a good goisha job. cushioned your. <laughs> but ball. I did, yeah. But I did cross the goal line, so we did score. So, so, so you though. did score. Very good.
0: Nice. So this FinTech uh, at Mercedes-Benz was yep. a it was a, a great great connection event. connection
1: yeah. event, and they had lots of um, tech moguls there, and we had the opportunity to do a live interview with Raj there on stage for a little bit and then we got to meet lots of the industry leaders as well Nice. so I'm glad to see Raj again and I hope to see him more in the future
2: I look forward to it thank yeah you so much Raj dude.
0: Verma with Go Procure thank you very much for being here so Amanda uh, I want to it sounded like that event at Mercedes-Benz you loved
1: it it was fantastic.
0: Well, did you know that love is what makes a Subaru? It
1: is. I it heard is. that, Stephen. Uh, Why don't you tell us a little our, bit more about Our listeners can love.
0: get big savings and enjoy a hassle-free experience. It's Subaru of Gwinnett because we broadcast live from the Subaru of Gwinnett studios here at Business Radio X. Subaru of Gwinnett is where people sell cars. Visit SubaruofGwinnett.com and join their family today. Come in and see the difference, or maybe, like Mike, you're already a Subaruist. Then follow Subaru of Gwinnett's Facebook page for the latest Subaru offers, news, and community events. All right, guest number two. It is our pleasure to welcome into the studio Russ Holland with Trez Foreman Capital. Russ, welcome into the Business Radio X studio.
3: Thank you. It's great to be here.
0: Yeah, Trez Foreman. That's a cool name, it's different, Trez is T-R-E-Z. Tell us uh, about Trez and what you guys do.
3: All right, well our widgets are uh, green dollars. (laughs) Green dollars, those those I know, I know that widget. Most people know what they are. Yeah, absolutely. Um, We are a direct balance sheet lender providing uh, financing for commercial real estate projects across the U.S. and Canada.
0: Nice, okay, when you say direct balance sheet lender, everybody knows the lender. Right. I don't know if everybody knows direct balance sheet lenders, so, okay. so break that down for us. Yeah, a it's bit. a big
3: difference. We actually are lending for our own balance sheet, our own portfolio. We are not representing another firm. We're not brokering deals. We're not funding deals and rushing around to get money and then selling them to, to other providers. We're actually putting our own money on the table. So when you're talking to Transformin, you're talking to the, the lender directly.
0: Is, Dare I say I don't wanna say I was thinking quality over quantity, but it's more the buck stops with you if I can use your green widget analogy. Right. The, the buck doesn't go anywhere but Transform and what you lend out. That's
3: right. We we
0: handle it from the beginning till you pay us back and hopefully we do another deal. And and how does that make you different from other lenders other than the fact that other lenders are just trying to generate as many Stuff as possible and get it off their books. When it stays on your books, how does that make it different, especially when you're at that phase of looking to lend?
3: Right. So there's a lot of different players in in our space now there's been quite a few in the last five years coming into uh, what we call private lending um the banks have pulled back the banks have tightened up the banks have become increasingly more difficult to deal with for a lot of different reasons um we we in the private lending space try to take advantage of that opportunity and come in and and provide more flexibility more i would say more aggressive terms for for our borrowers so I think um, some of our competition that has come in and tried to compete in this space uh, don't have the experience or the depth that we have we've been around over 20 years we're three and a half billion dollars under management um, we we truly look to build relationships with our with our clients we are a long-term uh, perspective
1: on things and the name Trez Forman carries a lot of clout in your industry yes it does uh,
3: both combination of Trez Capital out of Vancouver which is our parent Mm -hmm. and then Brett Foreman who um, joined uh, put his merged his company into Trez a few years ago Brett Foreman is out of Florida and has his own individual strong reputation
0: and you guys uh, so you said in Canada and the United States Is that all across both countries? uh, Correct. Okay. Our
3: headquarters is in Vancouver. We have a a team in Toronto. We have a team in Dallas, a team in South Florida, and then our team here in Atlanta, we just opened in in, uh, our office in January.
0: Nice. So even though you go across all both countries... A little bit of an East Coast. Uh, Heavily uh, weighted to the East yeah, Coast. Yeah, absolutely.
3: So we, we try to focus here east of the Mississippi.
0: So what are some of the sweet spots and when it comes to commercial uh, real estate and, and lending for commercial real estate, what are some of the sweet spots that you guys are really looking for?
3: One of our, I would say, core products is people might not, you know, Believe it when I say it, but we love land. Okay, most lenders don't like I don't to believe land it. on land. Sorry. Uh-huh. We actually love land loans. Uh, we, we like to do land acquisition and development loans where there's a home builder uh, contract in place. Particularly here in Gwinnett, there's a lot of activity for us here with builders like Dr. Horton, uh, Parent Homes, Coulter, those I, type of
0: builders. I, I can see why. I guess I can see why some people wouldn't believe it, but if you understand how you guys work if you're the holder of the loan and you're going to go from you know soup to nuts from beginning to end yeah land would make a lot of sense so it's a long-term development long-term relationship that's what you want correct and the markets we lend in we look long-term also so we
3: we you know there's a reason we're in dallas there's a reason we're in atlanta there's a reason we're in south florida it's all driven by population growth and and long-term perspective
1: you also mentioned gwinnett and so i've I would venture to say that that holds true for Gwinnett as, as well. We're growing by leaps and bounds. So you mentioned acquisitions, and I noticed lots of areas here in this community that are for sale. Talk to me about the large projects that you are aware of, if you're able to share, going on here in our area.
3: So we're in, we're involved in several land acquisition and development projects here in Gwinnett, we're with home builders like Dr. Horton, Parent Homes, um, where they are building homes and selling homes. We're doing the underlying land development and holding the... The lots for the land developer that's selling the lots to DR Horton and Perrin and the other home builders.
1: So, focusing on residential here in Gwinnett?
3: Yes, primarily okay. so far in Gwinnett.
1: Do you do any work with uh, Piedmont Residential? We do not. No but
3: I'd love an they're introduction. They're a builder here, okay. yeah,
1: and they're in Woodstock, actually. Okay. Yeah.
3: So,
0: Business Radio X is about amplifying the voice of business, and we have some business going on yeah. on the air, yeah. as Amanda <laughs> apparently is going to set up a nice introduction yeah. for us. That would Russ. be great. So, let me, uh, let me bring up the uh, the hard question. This is the hard hitting where you get to throw things at me and yell at me if you want. Sure. Uh, it happens usually once a month, and we haven't had it yet. This only, month, so. I don't have anything. Really you have water bottles, so okay. yeah. yeah, there's an alarm clock right there. <laughs> yeah. you can. I'm I'm going to make an assumption that you are not the quote-unquote cheapest lender out there. Correct. So, other than cost, because if somebody's just shopping on cost, that might not be the best thing for them to do. So what sets you apart? From someone who would go, well, we're cheaper than Foreman.
3: right? So banks are going to be less expensive than than a private lender, regardless. Uh, Trez happens to be able to compete with banks because we do we do uh, offer a lower cost product than some of our other private comp- uh, lending competitors. Um, but generally, the way we compete is is on flexibility, creativity. And uh, loan proceeds, we're going to lend a little more than the banks. We're also generally not a recourse lender, so we're not looking for a personal guarantee that a bank is typically going to look for. So our best fit is the developer or property owner that is uh, uh, looking to maximize their loan proceeds and perhaps does not uh, want to uh, provide a personal guarantee.
0: Do you have any, I don't know how much you can share of, of stories or, or people you've worked with, and especially if there's one here in the Gwinnett County area, you guys, you've just opened the office here fairly recently. If you can if you can speak to some somewhere where you've been able to help, where you've been able to be flexible or creative that a bank absolutely couldn't do. Any stories you care to share? Sure,
3: sure. Nearby Gainesville, uh, not Gwinnett, uh, Hall uh, County, but uh, condominium construction loan. A lot of uh, banks got burned in the housing crisis on condominiums all across the U.S., but a lot here in Georgia, a lot in Florida. So banks are fairly conservative on on condominium lending. It's another product we like a lot. Uh, It's residential. We do commercial also. I don't want to overemphasize the residential, but that that group didn't want to provide personal guarantees. They also wanted a you know a larger loan than a bank is willing to provide. So we are um, that project. I'll, I'll tell you the name: Parkside on the Square. Um, those those guys are are excited to be working with us, and we're excited to be providing them with their construction loan.
1: Talk to me a little bit about credit and how that um, you know plays a part in your decision making for the loan process. I understand. Um, historically, you used to have to have a credit score within the six hundreds to even be eligible. But I understand these days it might be in the five eighties, or is that something that I've just so, heard through the grapevine?
3: So we're we're looking at more commercial type credits. All everything we do is is commercial. We don't focus as much as the individual, individual. credit scores okay, as apologize. much. Of course, no, it's okay because if a guy does have a five eighty, it could there could be Impact. an indication yeah. that that pops a problem. up in his business. Yeah. He's been borrowing yeah, yeah. a yeah. lot. We do look at that. It's just not. The biggest factor in how, what we
0: consider. So then, what are the factors when it comes to a commercial loan? What are those factors that we that I would never think about because I just look at we're individual loans. Right. Yeah. Expertise, in whatever they're
3: doing, whatever they're building, whatever they're de- developing. W- you know, we're not going to be the, the the first deal for them. We, we want to see that they've done it before. They know how to do it because we don't want to own it. We are not a loan to own kind of a lender. We don't want to. We're not looking for a deal to come in and say, hey. This guy screws up. We want to own it. That's not us. We are all about, um, you know, building that relationship, providing the loan, getting paid back, and doing the next deal.
0: And, and, and isn't that where a direct balance sheet lender? That's that's the bottom line that really separates you from everything else because you're not loaning the money to own it. And when you say that, what you're right. meaning is, oh, that guy. Yeah, there are that, some guys that company out there, had
3: to Yeah, there are a <laughs> lot foreclos. of lenders out there that are that are just hard money lenders that are looking to, you know, to just as soon own it as make a loan on it. We are not in the real estate development business. We are an institutional type lender, which, is, which gives us kind of another advantage over our competition. We have the capacity and the expertise of a large financial institution because mm-hmm. that's what we are. But we have the creativity and flexibility of a private lender.
0: Well, Amanda, you did a great job of potentially developing a lead for Russ in the middle of this interview. Thank you. But unfortunately, I, as an independent financial advisor and individual business owner, what Russ has told me is he would not be my first lender if I decided to go into the commercial building space. Hey, I want to build a big skyrise downtown. Will you lend me $50 million? Maybe
1: we could go in and be partners, <laughs> Stephen. <laughs> I kind
0: of have, a, again, uh, what he said, which was important, is Again, if you're a direct balance sheet lender, you're probably not going to be the first loan source for someone right. going into commercial.
3: Expertise drives all the other yeah. things. So they're going to pick the right location. They're going to know the product. They're going to know, you know the supply chain. They're going to know how to get all their, their costs at the right number so they can actually deliver and make money.
0: Yeah, it, it's, it's good that uh, lending is a good thing for business and everybody's got a different slot. And when you're a direct balance sheet lender, you want to—you're the best because you're going to hold the loan the longest. So you want to work with the best. All right, Russ Holland with Trezforman Capital. For those people who are not their first time lenders, like me in the commercial space, how do they get a hold of you guys? How, how can they uh, start a relationship with you?
3: Well, we have our website trezformancapital.com. It gives some examples of deals we've done. Keeps you up to date on things we've, we're, we're doing going forward and has all of our contact information for our offices across the U.S. and Canada. Um, if you want to reach me directly, I'm fine giving you my email. Uh, it's rholland at com. Very good.
0: Russ Holland, thank you very much for being here. It's great to
3: be here. Thank you.
0: Fantastic. Uh, Amanda, you and I need to apparently do some more business and and start to become expertise before we get that $50 million loan. Let's do it. All right. We'll work on that. While Amanda and I work on that, uh, I want to remind everybody that uh, Gwinnett Business Radio is cared for by Eastside Medical Center. Quality care and close to home, Eastside Medical Center has been a community health care leader for over 39 years. Nationally recognized for patient safety, Eastside focuses on delivering quality care with exceptional outcomes by utilizing the most advanced technology and experienced physicians. For more information on Eastside's system of care, visit eastsidemedical.com. Amanda, this is the first time you and I have done a show together.
1: It was a pleasure. I hope we get to do it again.
0: I I have a feeling this won't be the last time. And this uh, uh, was not the first time that Mike has produced the show. I think he did a pretty good job back there.
1: Mike wears lots of hats in the studio.
0: Mike wears lots of hats, gets a lot of things done, and uh, makes it easier for you and I to do what we did in the show today. We couldn't
1: do it without him.
0: That's why Gwinnett Business Radio is an award-winning podcast. So, uh, remind everybody that uh, Gwinnett Business Radio does come to you live every Thursday from t- at 10 a.m. from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studios inside the beautiful Sinesta Atlantic Gwinnett Place Hotel. And you can listen live on businessradiox.com. You can also listen anytime because after the live show's done we keep streaming other shows from the past Uh, you can also check out all the shows that come on the Gwinnett Business Radio X station and check out all their past episodes and archives. We also are on all your podcasting platforms, so whether it's iTunes or whether it's Stitcher or whether it's just your podcasting app, as some people have told me, I got this purple thing on my phone that says podcast. You can subscribe to the show there. So leave us a review, subscribe to the show, tell us uh, how we're doing, and tell us how we can do a better job of amplifying the voice of business in Gwinnett. So for our producer today, Mike, and for Amanda, this is Stephen. We'll catch you next time on Gwinnett Business Radio.